This is the Fedora Chronicles Network. This is the Fedora Chronicles Radio Show number 62, our special tribute to Carrie Fisher. Doug Palumbo and Jason Cousineau talk to me, Eric Renderkingfisk, about the life, films, and the legacy of Carrie Fisher. Who was she to us besides being just Princess Leia? Stay tuned. Because I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm not going to lie at all. This is, uh, this is, prob- dr- well, go ahead. No, as I say, I'd be drinking whiskey too, but I have to head out in a bit. So I'm just drinking a beer right now. Well, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'll be doing a, a, a shot for, for, uh, for you and for Carrie and, uh, for everybody else. So <sighs> that's good. So this is, this, I guess, I guess this is a very, very, very special, but sad edition of the Fedora Chronicles radio show. By the way, just to let everybody know, I'm drinking Wolfhound Irish whiskey, and it's almost gone. And in honor of Carrie Fisher, I'm going to have to go out and get another bottle. I haven't had Wolfhound. I'll bring some down to you. How's that? I'd like to try it. My uh, whiskey of choice, and I'll probably have some tonight after I get home, is um, uh, Jameson is always – it's like Sam Adams, which I happen to be drinking Sam Adams winter lager right now. But um, Jameson is like Sam Adams in that you can always trust it. It's always going to be the same. It's always good. It's like an old friend. Exactly. Like me. Exactly. And um, except for not as sweet and tasty. (laughs) Um, But I really have enjoyed. And so I like it. But I've been really drinking a lot of um, uh, Teeling lately. T-E-E-L-I-N-G. Yep. Teeling Irish whiskey. And it's, it's really fantastic. I really enjoy it. So. Um, if they want to sponsor the show, that'd be great. That would be awesome. So I want to just sort of like, where were you when you heard about Carrie Fisher? I mean, well, I don't need to jump right to it, but that's good. No, I, I was, well, I was home when, you know, um, they reported about the, the plane trip and the, you know, the heart attack and, uh, it, nobody really had a f- solid idea as to what happened, but you know, she seemed to be, uh, you know, she had an issue a medical issue, and then they got her stabilized in serious but stable condition. And that's kind of the last I heard of it, something around Saturday. Um, and then, so, kind of forgot about it, you know, Christmas. And um, so I'm at work today, and I'm just sitting there doing my thing, and somebody walks by and says, yeah, Carrie Fisher died. And I was like, what? Get out like, of kinda, here. Like, kind of, you know, sort of not... just kind of like matter of fact and I'm like what and I looked it up I couldn't find it anywhere online apparently they had Fox News on at work and so um, so I looked it up on Fox News nothing CNN nothing the only place I could find something was people People people.com and then after you know maybe five ten minutes then it was started popping up everywhere online and uh, yeah I was like I was pretty saddened I was actually um, for for me, this whole emotional roller coaster started. Oh God, what was it? Probably 
maybe three weeks ago now, maybe four, somewhere yeah, around there. Yeah. But um, Van Williams passed away. Yes. Uh, he, he played the Green Hornet. And that kind of hurt. I mean, I was never a huge Van Williams fan in terms of him outside of the fact that he was the Green Hornet. And um, just it was him partially because he was good. But mostly it was because, and I've had this discussion with my wife and some other friends and such, that it's not that these people are passing away. It's that we're getting old enough now by we, I mean, people of our generation, like 40s and such uh, and early 50s that um, we're getting old enough that the people that we uh, look up to, whether they be actors or singers or people of of public notoriety, you know, they were adults when we were kids. Yep. And um, now they're elderly. Yeah. And. That's just it's not a reflection on them as they're getting old and dying, but as a reflection on on me that I'm getting older. And it's a it's a sobering um, thoughts to have. Yeah. Yeah. That it's that that I'm the one getting older and the people that I looked up to are now starting to die. Yeah. And, um, you know, Carrie Fisher, that was. You know, uh, I can't. It was sudden. So I mean, she was sixty, but I think that's relatively young. Um, you know, and just it's just rough. You know, it's been a rough year. Here's here's how I found out that uh, Carrie Fisher passed away. Because the thing is, is that I looked down at my phone and you had called, and then I looked at my laptop. Um. And uh, I, I saw that you had just sent me a message and asked me, you know, if I was around. And I'm thinking to myself that usually when you are looking to, to get in touch with me in a hurry like that, usually something awful has happened, like something newsworthy has happened. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, so the thing is, is that wouldn't you know it all of a sudden is like every post on Facebook and Twitter is about Carrie Fisher. And it was just like, oh, geez, no, 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 no. And it was just like, you know, um, with within the past, what is it, a year, two years, some of the biggest celebrity deaths have occurred. Um, I mean, for me, like Neil Armstrong is probably mm. like one of the biggest. Um, Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn, you know, one of the, I mean, but Neil, I mean, Neil Armstrong. I mean, Neil Armstrong. He's Neil Armstrong. He's Neil Armstrong. I mean, yeah. a man who needs no introduction. And Leonard Nimoy, Leonard, when, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was just like, um, you know, I was really upset. I was choked up when, when, uh, Leonard Nimoy passed away and, um, I'm, I'm going to say something and it's like, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I should be proud of this or not or whatever, but I, you know, it's like, um, I took, I took a tumble fisk to get a haircut and, um, I sort of just put it out of my head for a little bit. I came home and somebody had posted um, John Williams' princess theme, Princess Leia's theme from the original mm-hmm. Star Wars movie, and a link to that. And I was just I was listening to my own cut, um, um, originally um, from vinyl, and uh, and I read this this um, this thing here on uh, StarWars.com, and it and it and I, and I lost it. 
And yeah. I'm going to try and not lose it again when I read Carrie Fisher, our princess passes away. We are deeply saddened to learn of the passing of Carrie Fisher, who, in addition of being both a celebrated actor and author, is a cherished member of the Lucasfilm family. She was adored by all who knew her and for her enduring personality and delightfully sharp wit. And um, if you've ever been in any kind of like recovery at all, or if you've ever had any kind of mental issues, whatever, like a cornerstone in a lot of like AA meetings or whatever that I've been to, mm-hmm. uh, um, Carrie Fisher's books um, that, that, that she's written about her experiences with dealing with substance abuse and mental illness and whatever. And they're cornerstone books. And it's like, if you've ever been in a 12 step program and you've ever read any of the celebrity books on recovery, she's a cornerstone. She's, she's, she's mammoth. I've never read any of her books. I'm, I, I, I know she was a prolific writer and that, you know, her books were very well received, whether they're on the uh, recovery or just, other books that she's written about her, you know, Hollywood life and such. Yeah, and, yeah. um, I was also reading today. I didn't know that she was a, uh, a script doctor of sorts. Like they, um, at least, um, a handful of films that she worked on yeah. to, uh, you know, straighten out the script and, you know, kind of make them better. Um, you know, for whatever reason they weren't before. So it's like, I didn't realize that. And, you know, after, you know, Jedi and all that stuff. And she had some, you know, films in the 80s. And um, I remember um, The Burbs being yeah. one of them with Tom Hanks. Great. I think that's a great movie. Um, her, her, but just, yeah. Go ahead. Her um, co-starring role in When Harry Met Sally. Yes. Absolutely. She only but, has like maybe maybe 15 minutes in that movie, but she's phenomenal. She steals every scene that she's in. She was very funny. After Jedi, she, you know, had a, had a string of movies that were, I'd, I'd say, pretty popular. And then she sort of fell off the map and really went into whatever, you know, issues she was dealing with, you know, personally and mentally and everything and, you know, her addictions. And whenever you'd see her, like on an interview or whatever, she was always, you know, a little little wacky, crazy. But... um you know, looking back, it's like, you know, she was that that was her and she really was just, you know, working, you know, we were just watching her work her way through whatever it is that she was working on. And it in 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 a way brought light, like you were talking about how in, you know, recovery groups, her her books are cornerstones. You see her on interviews and she brought light and, you know, positivity to um recovery and mental health issues and things and made it not, not so bad. Like yeah. it, it kind of broke the stigma, you know, even if just a little bit and, you know, as much as we love her for, you know, her uh, acting and, you know, particularly princess Leia, it's like, I think, you know, her legacy will be the fact that she, you know, helped a lot of people, yeah. whether directly or indirectly through her writing and, you know, her interviews and such that she helped people to recover and help people to realize that maybe, you know, being having mental issues was um, 
something that 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 you can get get past. Yeah, and and not necessarily be ashamed about. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is that <laughs> I'm I'm looking here and um, I'm looking at all the work that she had done and and, and internet movie database. Um, she has eleven credits that we know of um, for writing, and this mm-hmm. just this blew me out of the water here. It's like um, she did uh, she did a couple of uh, uh, writing stints on obviously. Um, the script for um, wishful drinking, which is based on her, on her book. She also did some work on the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. I'm reading that now. <laughs> and I'm looking at this. She wrote an episode of <laughs> Roseanne and I mean, the she, Academy Awards. She, I mean, she wrote some funny stuff for the, the Academy Awards. And it was just like, are you, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, wow. I mean, and it was just like she did. She was. She had done so many things that it was just like we had no idea. I mean, we had no idea that the, that the thing is is that she was more than just Princess Leia. She's just she. She just had so much things going on. But the thing is is that it was just like the one line that I think it just because um, the thing is, so many people have quoted that line from from uh, The Force Awakens. I mean, you know, the general to me, she's she will always be royalty. Mm-hmm. I, I get a little choked up. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to. I have paid to see, you know, Star Wars in the theater, the original Star Wars, more times than I care to remember. And, you know, The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And then. um, Just countless, countless, mm-hmm. you know, things that she, you know, the countless watchings of the the uh, VHS S cassettes and the, you know, the, the DVDs or the Blu-rays or whatever. And like, she's just such a huge part of our lives. And it was just it was this one character that she played. And it was yeah. just like, I mean, and not only that, it was just like, I mean, what else did she do besides that? Well, quite a quite a bit, quite actually. A bit. Yeah. And for, for, for me, it wasn't, you know, growing up, you know, I always I had a friend that he was Luke Skywalker because he had blonde hair and I was always Han Solo. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, the action figures that I got and the, you know, all the merchandise was always Luke or Han or, you know, something like that. But watching the movies, especially now that I have you know, my own children and they're older now, but when they were younger, we'd watch it. And it's like, you know, she wasn't just a, you know, uh, a rebel or a princess. She was a hero, not, not, not a heroine. Um, I don't particularly like that word heroine. Cause that makes, that makes it seem like that a heroine is different than a hero in some way. Yeah, and they're not, yeah. um, you know, but she was definitely a hero and, you know, she, um, no different than one of the male characters. She might have needed help, but she also saved the day. And she was definitely somebody to look up to, regardless that she was a quote-unquote princess. You know, and um, for me personally, uh, the only two um, female, I'm sure there's more, but the only two that I can think of from pop culture that I can say that I honestly have looked up to were um, uh, Noel Neal, who played 
uh, Lois Lane in yep. the Adventures of Superman TV show, and Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. And you know they were just strong female characters that, you know, were, you know, and I don't care that you know I was a boy or whatever. They were just cool. They were good characters, and the characters um, would have no life if it weren't for the actresses. And uh, you know Carrie Fisher took whatever the writers gave her and made it something special. Um, you know, and you know a lot of people are talking about how she uh, ushered in a, a new era of of um, female heroines for uh, entertainment cinema. And yeah, maybe yeah. she did, but you know, she will. Uh, she'll live on for sure. Oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Are there any? Is there anything else we want to say about Carrie Fisher before we move on to the other celebrity deaths that we're sort of observing this time around? Or I mean, what else I, is there? What else is is there to say about Carrie Fisher that we haven't already said? I mean, well, considering that she died today being, you know, the 27th of December, 2016. Um, I'm sure we'll, you know, in the weeks to come, we'll be like, we'll be listening to stories and people reminisce and we'll, things will be revealed that we didn't know before. And we could probably re revisit this, I'm sure in the future. But um, I was reading an article before Carrie Fisher passed away, um, probably a couple weeks ago, re regarding the the seemingly um, uptick in in notable deaths in 2016, and you know it was a non scientific study, but somebody did the research, and so apparently, it's not just something that we're saying, but more people have more notoriety, more more people of notoriety have died. Yeah, in 2016 than in um, you know several years since, and. Um, I don't know if it's because of that's just the way age works. You know, it just kind of worked out it just that happens this year. That way. Um, but there were quite a few um, deaths. I I can't think of. Well, I, I, I can think of Anton Yelchin who played um, Chekhov in the new Star, Star Trek, Trek yeah, movies. Yeah. His, his was an accident. But everybody else, it's that from my memory was like. Uh, cancer or heart disease or yeah. some sort of um, medical ailment, and it's just it just seems that you know yeah that a lot of people have died and yeah you know celebrity happenings really hold uh, little interest for me, but and maybe it's selfish, but when people like Leonard Nimoy die or Carrie right, Fisher right. or um, you know people that you grew up with die um yeah they're celebrities but they're also a part of who you are because it's somebody that you looked uh not maybe not necessarily looked up to but looked forward to seeing for yeah, you know yeah. the entertainment and uh they're no longer there and you know like i said earlier it it sheds a light on your life and how you know you are getting older and, uh, you know, it just makes you think about things. Makes you think about your own mortality and how, Absolutely. you know, not to get all Charles Dickens on you. Um, because we listen to the, ex the, the full length unabridged version of, of, um, 
uh, a Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens and read by Tom Baker. Uh, most people. Oh, I Tom. haven't heard that one. It, it is. You, you remember the, the big, huge um, phenomenon that Patrick Stewart's version of a Christmas was Carol was. Yes. Yeah. Imagine somebody else doing a better job. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'll have to check it out. I'm just, I'm not just saying that because I mean, it's Tom Baker, but the thing is, is that this, first of all, it's unabridged and there are a lot of things that are cut out in the abridged, in the sure. abridged version that Patrick Stewart did. And I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a three hour audio production, I guess. And we listened to it Christmas Eve and it was just like, there's a, there's a lot of good things that they cut out in Patrick Stewart's version. And a lot of things is about how, you know, Scrooge is thinking about his own mortality and Scrooge is thinking about saying, I'm sorry, that, 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 that's like saying, you know, imagine Michelangelo carving the Pieta or painting the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, but somebody else doing a better job. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, I, that's I, amazing. It's I'll have to, have to listen to it. it absolutely. And and the thing is, is that it was just like, I mean, Patrick Stewart does just such a great job doing all the other voices. But then Tom Baker, he's not afraid to he's not afraid to be a little girl or he's not afraid to be, you know, an elderly man or whatever. Um, he re, he really puts it out there. And the, and the, and the entire thing is, is that is, there comes a time when everybody has to look at their own mortality and they have to start to think how, how are people going to remember me and what's, what's been the point of my life if I've been a schmuck and people are not, not going to care that I pass away when I when it, when, and if I actually do. And it was just like when somebody like Carrie Fisher or John Glenn just name any of the celebrities that have passed. George Michael for crying out loud. George Michael died on yeah. Christmas Day for crying out loud. Yeah, and it's like it brings a whole new meaning to his song last Christmas. But who and what is Eric Fisk or Doug Plumbo? And what what's the point of our lives? What's what's it all about? What's the point of being alive besides? consuming oxygen water and resources what's the point you know that's a question that if we have the answer we'd be rich because that's what man has been asking uh since the beginning of time but for me i mean doing the best you can um if you have children doing the you know raising them the best you can um to be good productive people and to, um, it's taken me a while, but to enjoy life. Yeah. It's not about just working or um, succeeding or getting whatever the next thing is. It's about, you know, doing all that because you have to support yourself. But in the process, somehow enjoying yourself. And, you know, it's okay to whatever you like, you know, screw anybody else who you know, tries to knock you for it. Just enjoying yourself. Exactly. And yeah. Being whoever, whoever you are being the best version of that you can be. Like, yeah. You know, it's funny. I just wrote that earlier today in, in, uh, in reference to, um, something else totally entirely, just be the best version of you you can possibly be. And, um, 
You know, and, and you know, we just celebrated Christmas. Obviously, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's December twenty seventh, and and you know, we were, you know, taking inventory of all the stuff that we got for Christmas. And the thing is, is that um, my adopted sister Jenny um, spent a, a, a lot of time um, getting a silk scarf made handmade for me that that matches matches my famous fedora. And my wife got a print for me to hang in my office. That is just it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful otherworldly mountainscape with the with the moon in the background and all these wonderful funky looking instead of like snowflakes, they're cubes falling to the ground. And it was just like mm-hmm. it's perfect for my office. And those are the most thoughtful gifts that I got. My wife was like, "Are you upset because you didn't get enough for Christmas?" And I said, oh, "What are you? Are you crazy?" I mean, I got, I got, I got quality over quantity. I mean, it's not a, and you know, the best, the best Christmas memory that I've had this year was shopping with my wife, um, this past Thursday. And it's like, isn't that what it's really all about? Because I, I don't have a, a house full of crap right now. Right. And that's, that's what it's really all about is the, is you have a house ex- full of memories instead. You know, I have two special memories now. I have two extra, mm-hmm. you know three when we get done with this podcast but it was just like that's that's it that's that's all that counts that all that that's all that matters is what you know what did i do who was i with and did we have a good time and you know and carol took me to to chinese food at this local place that she discovered it's real genuine Sichuan food and it was it was phenomenal it was awesome. It was like, it's exactly, you know, it's a good Chinese restaurant when all the Chinese immigrants are eating there and not some I, other place. I didn't know that there were Chinese people in range, New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're in, Bur- they're, they're around Burlington, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. That makes a difference then. Yeah. But it was just like, it, it, that's what we did. And it was just like, what we did was far more important than anything that was put under the tree. And that's what it's about. That's what it's about. And that's what it's about for you. If it's the same thing for somebody else, fine. But whatever that feeling is for you, if somebody else can get that in their life in whatever way suits them, that's what it's about for them. And, you know, I hope that, you know, maybe all this talk about sadness and death brings some sort of uh, comfort and hope to people in, in, in a way so that they can um, – you know, examine their lives and and find what that thing is that makes them happy and go for it. Yeah, yeah. And of course, the thing is, is I don't know if you can hear it or not, but my kids are in the background, you know, playing a video game together and they, you know, they're not fighting as much. And this is, you know, it reminds me of of the the, like the final monologue in the movie Scrooge with Bill Murray, Mm -hmm. where you talk about like the what's the meaning of, of Christmas? You know, it's like about being nicer. It's about being a better person. It's about not fighting with somebody and it's about, you know, taking the time to say, you know, it's like, I love you, you big dumb son of a bitch, you know, you, you care. And, and it's about reaching out and saying to somebody, look, you're not, you're not alone, right? You're not alone in this. This is a journey that we're all on. We're all traveling through space, you know, on this, on, on this, on this planet here. And, and we all have the same problems and we all have the same issues. And we all have the same concerns, and it was just like, um, you know, it's like we, we and but we throw different labels and stuff on it. 
And it's like, I want to be a complete person. I want to have an original life. I, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, be a cookie cutter person, but at the same time, I want to experience everything. And it's about reaching out to somebody and say, you know what? Damn it. Somebody cares about you. Yeah. And I, I hope more people, you know, hear you say it and, you know, hear other people in their lives say it. And, you know, if they need help, reach out. And if they uh, can find that thing that, 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 that makes them happy and makes them realize that people care about them, then I hope they find it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because that is a wonderful, it's, it's one of those things in life that. It's, it seems hard to obtain, but if you cut out all of the, um, excess things in life that you feel like you need, it's not really, uh, if if we can learn to separate want from need, I think it it would certainly, uh, clear things up for us, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is that we look at this, we look at what's going on right now. And there are a lot of people who are scared and frightened because of what's going on in the world of politics. Mm -hmm. And it seems to happen like every, every four to eight years, whenever we get a brand new president, there's always a group of people who are like doing the hand wringing and they're saying, Oh my God, I'm really scared. This new president. The end is near. The end is near this new president. He's like, he's the antichrist. He's a Hitler incarnate and all these horrible things are going to happen. And, and and you got that time between the election and the coronation, I mean, the inauguration. And people are like, oh, it's going to be awful. It's going to be awful. Well, trust me, two weeks after the, the, uh, the inauguration or a couple of days after the new president's first 100 days, people are just going to realize it's not that big of a deal. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, right. th- this guy has these crazy, wacky ideas. And it was just like, and it's it, within like a couple of days, it's going to be like business as usual. And if you don't like what the president is doing, use your voice, you know, take to the airwaves, write your congressman, drive down or drive across, drive to drive up to Washington, D.C. and just talk to your congressman. And and literally, I mean, barge down the door, as it were, figuratively, not literally, and say, I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with this schmuck. Can we do something about this and 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 do something? Get involved. I think all this hand wringing with people saying that like they quit and they're done because the person that they didn't want the didn't that got elected, or the person or the woman or the man that they that they wanted didn't make it into the White House. Because you know, it's sad yeah. and it's unfortunate. It's true, but the thing is, is that. Maybe it's a good thing, but the president should not have that much control over your happiness in life. And if he does or she does, then you need to reexamine what makes you happy in life and what makes you upset in life. Because, like you said, ultimately, it's going to be, you know, more of the same Uh, with with very few exceptions in history. Uh, Whoever becomes president, um, it's going to be more of the same whether you like the president or not. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. And like you said, if you don't like it, change it. Yeah. Get- we have far more control over our lives, in my opinion, than um, 
the government and the media want you to, you know, know. You just have to, you know, you can. Oh, I, I have no choice. No, you do have a choice. The choice you have might not be the one you like, but you have a choice. And that's the hard part: making those decisions. That even if, you know, it turns out to be, you know, not good for our, you know, personal interests, we still have to make them because those are the right choices to make. Yeah. And people realize, you know, have to realize that it's not always about, you know, you know, corns and rainbows and getting what you want and, you know, getting to ride the pony. It's about not getting what you want and life sucking a little bit, but going through and, you know, making it regardless. Here's what you got to do. And one of the things that's like I've discovered as being such an independent person, you have to have a life that is so Full and so independent of any external forces, you cannot allow who is in office to determine your happiness or your sadness or Absolutely. your mood. You can't do it. You you simply can't do it. You gotta dare. Do I dare say it? You have to grow up a little bit. Hmm. Because not 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 rely on you know um, safe rooms or you know. Uh, um, things of of external comfort that you feel people should offer you. No, make your own make your own comfort. Do it yourself and grow up a little, and you'll be much happier for it. Yeah, and don't and you'll be far other, more satisfied. <laughs> and don't let other people's thoughts and words and ideas, and to a small extent, actions determine your own well-being i mean it was just mm-hmm. like like you know what we started with the show or with earlier you know you know carrie fisher passed away and that's that's really sad that is really very very sad i mean we've lost someone but the thing is that it's like i'm not going to be like you know i'm not going to be on the uh you know hanging out the windowsill you know i'm not going to be like you know hanging out on the ledge contemplating, you know, jumping or anything like that. I mean, I, I still have a life to live and I have things to do. Life goes on. Life is Life is going to go on <laughs> whether I and want I think, to or not. <laughs> absolutely. And if there's anybody who would, I think, say that given her, you know, public uh, persona is Carrie Fisher. You know, she wouldn't want you to be all, you know, upset is one thing, you know, or saddened is one thing, but to let it ruin your life. I mean, she wouldn't want that. And we need to take whatever it is that she gave us and, um, spread it around and give it to other people. And hopefully, you know, from her through us that we can make, you know, the world, at least in our corner of it, a little better. You know, the, the thought had just occurred to me that some of the people who had passed away this past year, Prince, mm-hmm. David Bowie, Mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher and a handful of other people. A lot of the, the celebrity deaths that we have witnessed all have something in common that I think uh, Leonard Cohen is an, a, another fine example is that these people said it's okay to be weird. It's okay yeah. to be not right in the head a little bit and be your own person. It's okay to be strange. It's okay to March to the beat of a different drum or dance to the beat of a different drum. 
And I think that that's, that's why a lot of these celebrity deaths have been so hard on us. Because mm, they were the ones saying that. They were the ones telling us it's okay. And now we have to say it to ourselves. We have to let other people know it's okay to be different. And yeah. Yeah. Go on. So what else do we have going on here? I don't know. I think I've, uh, like I said, this is, this is fresh. This happened just today. And so I'm sure in the days and weeks to come, we'll, we might have more to say about it as, you know, things settle in. And we'll definitely have to do a, uh, I guess this will be our, unless we do another show until by the end of the year, but this will be our last show of the year. We can um, pick up soon after the beginning of the year and do uh, another show and, you know, maybe talk about the things to come for the uh, Fedora Chronicles family of podcasts and, you know, what what we have in store for 2017. Uh, you know, here, here's a, just a quick shout out because you, you and I were talking about this, whether it was yesterday or the day before. Michael French, our buddy over at Retro Blasting, had done a great thing where it's like he had a, uh, a Christmas call in show. That's going to be one of the things we're going to try in 2017. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they recorded it, but they, you know, just had like a, a call in where they could just kind of hang together as a as a, you know, retro blasting community. And I thought that was really cool. And, um, you know, I, I and I, I know when we talked about it, we both like to, you know, emulate that and, uh, you know, do that for our listeners and uh, our Fedora Chronicles family. So, yeah, that's something. Yeah, that's something that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. So. Uh, before I let you go, is there anything that you're reading or is there anything that you're watching that you want to let the world know about that, uh, that you're going to be reviewing for us sometime soon? Uh, reading? No, I don't get to read as often as I'd like, but, um, I, and I haven't started season two yet, but season two of Man in the High Castle yep. on Amazon came out that I'm very much looking forward to, uh, watching. Yep. As a matter of fact, I was a, I was a co-host on an episode of the, uh, diesel powered podcast, and uh, talking about season one in preparation for season two, and um, I I really dig that show, and I really That's dig great. I really dig the way that they 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 did that. So so look forward to all the crazy things that we're going to be doing next year. And um, and Doug, thank you for thank you for another great year of friendship, and thank you for another great holiday season, and and everything that we've been doing here on the on the uh, the Federal Chronicles Network. Absolutely. And, you know, I know you and Walt have been doing a real bang up job on the uh, metaphysical connection. And you and I have discussed um, things we want to do with this show and with uh, possibly new shows in the future. So there's a lot to look forward to in 2017. Yeah, absolutely. So with that said, I'm just going to just remind everybody to keep your chin up and your fedora on and uh, take a minute, raise a glass, raise a glass. And remember, not just Carrie Fisher, but a lot of the other people that we've lost this past year. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to, to cry a little. But, uh, you know, life carries on.
What horrible news, huh? My gosh, dude. So. That's just, uh. So, I mean, obviously you and I have something in common, and I, I think it's sort of important to sort of point out that we, we married two very strong um, indiv individual um, women, women who uh, can definitely kick ass in their own right. And, oh, yes. And, uh, <laughs> and, and the thing is, is that it was just like, and I, I posted this on... On Facebook earlier, and I said that uh, Harrison Ford taught me um, what kind of man I wanted to be, and Carrie Fisher taught me uh, what kind of woman I wanted in my life. And, you know, hearing that she passed away is kind of like, um, I don't know. I mean, it was just like she, she inspired me to take to the uh, microphone and, and get some reactions from, uh, from you and Doug and and just go from there and uh yeah. um, i don't even know where to begin with all of this yeah i mean she's i remember seeing her and there was a movie she made with tom hanks called the burbs and um it's a decent movie it's not great it's about uh life in suburbia and this creepy family moves in and how the neighbors react and all that kind of stuff and she didn't have really a starring role because i if i remember correctly she leaves like in the first half hour of the movie she goes to to visit her her parents or something like that and of course tom hanks in the stereotypical 80s man role uh does not want to have anything to do with his in-laws so you know things kind of ensue from there but that was the first time i saw her in something other than star wars and because even like her appearance that she had on saturday night live she was still doing Princess Leia spoof kind of stuff, you know? So I just, it, it's, it's kind of hard to me to imagine the Star Wars movies without her, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that even though, you know, I mean, they had, they had freaking Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, which was just phenomenal, by the way. But, and they did a great job with it. So it's, it's almost like, she might still show up in episode, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, whatever they need her in. But at the same time, it's it's still kind of sad knowing that it's not really going to be her doing it. You know? Yeah. One of, one of the things that I had just read on of of all places, Huffington Post, is that she completed filming on episode eight a couple of weeks ago. Or like oh my. She, she was done you know she's she's done with the follow-up to the force awakens and it was just like well how, how do they handle her passing in episode nine and i'm just kind of like again don't don't do a cgi carrie fisher for episode nine you know and it was yeah you know yeah, i'm with you there you know i i just i just can't imagine you know i i, I mean it, it's it's one thing with with Grand Moff Tarkin because the actor that played him actually passed away in the late '80s, early '90s, if I believe. Yeah. You know, if I remember correctly. So it's too soon in her case, and it was far enough that there's, you know, you're being respectful to him, you know, and you can't. It, it, I don't know. But then again, there's there's still the whole well she's a vital part of the story too you know she is the other heir of Vader so yeah and I, I don't know 
part of me is kind of disturbed because I just associate her entirely with movies. Whether it's, you know, she she actually wrote a few of the a few movies. She helped write The Force Awakens. She was a she became a good writer in her later years after her screen time, her her time on the big screen kind of fizzled out. You know, she of course Harry met Sally. She was the, yeah. the best friend at, and um, I just I I just having a hard time. I mean, there's there's been so many. We lost so many good people this year. We lost Gene Wilder, um, George Michael. Although that was more of a that was less of an impact to me than Gene Wilder or Carrie Fisher. And are you? Do they have Fathom events? In New England, I, I, the cinemas have Fathom events. No, I don't think so. In the cinemas out here, Cinemark Cinemas, they have um, something they call Fathom events, where once a month or a couple times a month they'll do classic movies. Oh wow! And yeah, like I saw, um, what is it there? The Jimmy Stewart movie, the Christmas movie. It's um, a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. I saw that on the big screen. The week before Christmas, and it's phenomenal seeing these movies on the big screen. I yeah, had the opportunity yeah. to watch uh, Casablanca on the big screen, and I think that's going to happen again this year. If you get a chance, highly recommend you do it. It's an awesome movie, but it's even better on the big screen because there's things you don't notice when you're watching it on a smaller screen that yeah, you yeah. notice on the big screen. It's just so so much more engrossing but um you know we saw when gene wilder passed it happened to happen the week before they did a screening of young frankenstein (laughs) yeah and it was it had a live introduction by mel brooks and it was just it was just really kind of bittersweet watching it because we had just found out gene wilder had passed and we went and saw it in the theaters. The theater was packed, absolutely packed. And, you know, we, uh, Blazing Saddles, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And to me, when I think of um, when I think of Willy Wonka, I don't think of Johnny Depp. I think of Johnny Gene who? Wilder as Willy jo- Wonka. What, Johnny who? What? Right? Right? Who's, who what now? But, you know, and, and we lost Carrie Fisher. George Michael, yeah, you know, yeah, so he was a good singer, but he didn't impact me personally. None of his songs spoke to me personally. Like, say, when Billy Joel passes, that's going to be a huge impact on me. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, because I just identified with his music more. But, you know, who else did we lose this year? We lost, um, didn't we, in the beginning of the year, didn't we lose, um, what's his name? He played Sauron in Count Dooku, Christopher Lee. Yeah, no, I think it was last year. I think it was last year. Was but last so, year? somebody had posted a list of all the people that we had lost, and it was just like, you know, you know, and it was like, oh, I mean, losing, yeah. I mean, losing Prince earlier this year. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. the thing is, is that in in nerd culture, when somebody like that passes away, and some, it's somebody who says it's okay to be weird, it's okay to be a little strange. And right. embrace that part, and we we lose something, somebody like that. It yeah, hurts. We, it hurts a little extra. It 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 it's a little bit more profound, 
and it's uh, you know, like David Bowie. I mean, David Bowie was a weird guy, but he was also very, very cool and very hip. And it, and he said, you know, hey, you know, embrace your weirdo, your inner weirdo. Yeah, so. we saw. Um, we actually saw Labyrinth in the theater this year, and it was. I want to say it was like a month and a half after after David Bowie had passed, so it, it wasn't it didn't have the same emotional impact. But that movie was just phenomenal too. But yeah, like you said, with we're losing we're losing people that I know stars nowadays seem to stars like Humphrey Bogart, um, Errol Flynn, all of those stars were contract stars. They that's the way Hollywood worked back then. They were actually contractually obligated that you'd never see them walking around outside of their home without being clean shaven, without having a nice haircut, without wearing a suit kind of a thing. That was actually stuff that was in their contract. And stars nowadays like Gene Wilder, um, David Bowie, they didn't have that part of their contract. You know, they could they could be who they are. And Gene Wilder was just a wacky dude, man. He really was. But then, you know, after he lost... Um, uh, Gilda. His Gilda. After he lost Gilda, you know, he did so much to bring awareness to cancer research for fundraising efforts in cancer research and all this other kind of stuff that, you know, you could tell he really deeply loved her. And that's something that I think a lot of stars today, you don't really see that, you know, like name, name three stars today that have been married for more than 20 years. You know, Tom Hanks and his wife, they're the only people that that come to mind. Yeah. And that's his second marriage. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I believe it's his second marriage. I I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, you know, and, and not that divorce is anything new, especially in Hollywood, but we're losing all these people who now I know how my father felt when he, when he was my age and, you know, when John Wayne passed yeah, away. Yeah. And, you know, to me, John Wayne was, yeah, whatever. It was, it was, he had some really cool movies, but, you know, whatever. I was too young to get into the celebrity of it. Yeah. You know, and now with, with Carrie Fisher, David Bowie. Gene Wilder. Now it's starting to hit me like like that hit my father, you know. Yeah. I'm still not going to go out in the streets and wail and mourn and cry like when John Lennon got assassinated. There was some freaks doing that, but I don't know. I just think that that kind of spectacle is not paying respects to the person who has passed. Yeah. And I think that's that's really important that we don't lose that in our society, that we still maintain a level of decorum and appropriateness, even as we're in mourning over the loss of these people who, even though we never met them personally, mean a lot to us. Yeah. One of my former, yeah, one of my former coworkers actually used to go to Star Wars uh, Celebration all the time. Every year he'd go. He's a huge Star Wars fan. And, uh, he actually met her. He had backstage passes one time, actually met and was able to speak with Carrie Fisher. And I remember speaking with him when he came back from uh, Celebration two years ago. And he, that wasn't the year he spoke to her. 
but that was what he talked about. Yeah. He talked about that one time he went and he actually spoke to Carrie Fisher. Yeah. You know? I think that it was just like one of the things that I had mentioned to somebody else, and I, I talked to Doug about this as well, is that she was such a huge advocate for mental health, um, uh, taking care of yourself. I mean, if you have if you have a problem, get help, and you know, and don't hide it, don't shun it, but um, embrace it. You know, this is who you are. It's a part of your life, and it's an issue that you're dealing with. And a lot of people deal with it. A lot of people deal with the same issues that you're dealing with, and. You know, and and uh, don't hide from it. Don't run with it. You know, like uh, the thing is, is that there's like the like the like the joke. The psychiatrist asks the patient, says, um, "Is there anybody in your family who suffers from el- mental illness?" And the patient says, "No, I actually I, I think that all my family members enjoy it. That that's how you should yeah. be. You know." <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, if you got a if you got a problem, don't hide it. Just make it a part of your your narrative. Make it part of your story. And I, hey, I have this problem. And, you know, rather than pretend it doesn't exist, I'm just saying that this is this is part of who I am. And that that's what who, what Carrie Fisher was to a lot of us. Um, yeah. And it was just like and, and she was feisty. And the, I think the most important thing is and, and I, I, I got to let you go after after uh, uh, these these yeah. final words is that she was the epitome of the strong woman. She was the ultimate feminist role model in the 70s and early 80s. She was... She actually was. She really was. Because the thing is, is that here's a woman <laughs> who took uh, the, uh, the blaster out of Han Solo's hand or Luke Skywalker's and said, somebody has to save our skins. And she was, she was a hero. She was not... The damsel in distress. Once she got out of that prison cell, yep. <laughs> you know, she she kicked ass in her own right. And she absolutely did. And she did that in so many other movies, whether it was The Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. To a smaller extent, the the, the Force Awakens, and it was um, she was such an important part in 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 presenting to us young men at that you can be beautiful you can be a princess you know for you know the to speaking to the girls you can yep. be all these things and you can get your hands dirty with a welder and you can you can be a part of being part of the solution and you yeah. can be a, you can be a girl and not be all oh I don't want to get my hands dirty because I just got my nails fixed you know yeah she was a powerful yeah, it, role model funny. for girls yes she is and it's funny because as the father of of three girls I I love that my girls I take I I've taught my girls they all know how to shoot a gun they all know um, how to use a knife how to sharpen a knife how to use a knife they all know um basic things that they may need for their survival outside of the home if anything were to go down. I didn't flinch from telling them and teaching them things like that. I also taught them, you know, basic self-defense moves like if, hey, no means no. And if you're on a date with some guy and he's not taking no for an answer, this is what you do. And the whole objective in, in that case is I want my daughters to be like 
Princess Leia, basically. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, that wasn't my thought process of teaching them, but essentially that's what ended up happening is, you know, don't be the damsel in distress. You can, you don't, there's nowhere does it say you have to be the damsel in distress. You're not the one that needs saving. You can be the person that saves yourself or saves other people. You know? Here, here's the thing I want to be able to say and, and, and sort of wrap this up by saying this, is that uh-huh. before Star Wars, you had Snow White, uh, Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood. You had all these girls who had to be saved by a man. Mm-hmm. And then after Star Wars, you had all these girls and women who could do okay by themselves. That You had positive female role models who could take the gun or the knife and take care of themselves. I don't think that we would have had Linda Hamilton in the Terminator movies if it wasn't for Carrie Fisher. You look at all these, like the... the all the like Mulan. I don't think we would have had Mulan if it wasn't for Carrie Fisher. We wouldn't have had. We all... certainly wouldn't have had the movie. No, I, I certainly agree with that. So I, it's it's a it's a substantial loss, and I'm I'm still sort of like, uh, I, my heart literally hurts. I don't yeah. know if it was the, if it was the bench presses that I was doing last night in the gym, but no, my heart genuinely hurts, and and I was looking at Carol tonight, and I was just like, I was a little choked up. So, yeah. any last thoughts, Jay? Um, just the thought that I take away from all this, especially like when I think about the impact Carrie Fisher had on me as a, as a person. Like you said, she taught me to respect the woman, a strong woman, and I married a very strong little woman, and I don't regret it at all. But if anything we can take away from Carrie Fisher's life is that she lived it. You know, she didn't do all the things you're supposed to do, let's say, right? She had her problems with drugs, with alcohol. She had problems with various other things in her life. She never, ever, ever denied it. She never seemed to apologize for it either. She's like, look, okay, I screwed up. I made a mistake. What do you want from me? I'm human. You know? And... For that alone, if nothing else, I respect her a great deal. In my heart, I miss Princess Leia. In my head, I miss Carrie Fisher. And it's a sad day. Yeah, it's, it's a sad day. It sure is, Jane. She'll definitely be, definitely be remembered, and and uh, she'll certainly be missed. So. Yes. Alrighty. Have a good one, man. Talk to you later. You bet, pal. Alrighty. Bye bye. Good night. Once again, this has been the Fedora Chronicles Radio Show. You can support us by making a donation via paypal.me slash fedorachronicles. We thank you in advance for any support you have to offer. You're the reason why we do this show, and we appreciate your help in keeping the lights on. You can also support the show by buying our products at zazzle.com slash fedorachronicles. We have countless of products with our logos on them, and we also take special requests. If you have an idea for a product, design, slogan, whatever, let us know. You can get in touch with us via Fedora Chronicles Twitter and Facebook pages. It's a great way to suggest future topics, tell us what you like about the show, or just keep in touch. We'll even read some of your comments on the air. Finally, thank you once again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. 
This is Eric Renderking Fisk signing off. Keep your chins up and your fedoras on.